0: Do you love to read but struggle to see print? Bookshare is a nonprofit ebook e-book library that makes reading easier for people with low vision or blindness. Members can read in ways that work for them with e-books in audio, large print, and digital braille. Get unlimited access to over 1 million titles, including New York Times bestsellers, periodicals, upskilling books, and more. Bookshare is free for New York Public Library patrons or U.S. students with a qualifying disability. For more information, visit Bookshare.org today. Opinions expressed on ACB Media are those of the content creators and should not be assumed to reflect product endorsements or the views of the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff.
1: Hello, I am your latest content creator. My name's Paul Edwards, and welcome to Tuesday Topics. Mm -hmm. Um, We are um, excited uh, about our program tonight because... We're going to discuss holidays for the first part, and then a particular day uh, for our second topic, which is White Cane Safety Day, which is coming up in October. Um, I I will be interested to see how people feel about White Cane Safety Day, but before that, we had a kind of a leftover component of our show last week having to do with not blindness-specific holidays like White King Safety Day, but holidays in general, what do they do? Do they, do they bring our societies together or do they divide us? Do they, uh, do they highlight appropriate things or do they not? Are there holidays that we don't have that we should have? Are there holidays that we do have that we shouldn't have? So those are some of the questions that I hope will come up uh, over the next little while. And um, we'll see, to begin with, uh, what uh, some of our resident um, involve ease with Tuesday topics think. Hello, Mr. Brian.
2: Hey there, Paul. You know, I'm sitting up here in Massachusetts, and we started most of these holidays, so you can blame it on us.
1: That's right. Thanksgiving, certainly.
2: Thanksgiving, yes. An little thing called Columbus Day. Yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah, let me tell you. It so is, it's a controversy in Boston,
1: big time. I, I bet it is. So should, should,
2: should we celebrate Columbus Day anymore? We here no longer celebrate Columbus Day. We celebrate Native American Day.
1: Oh, really? That's cool. And That's
3: we such... are in
2: the process of changing our state emblem and our state flag to be more respectful of Native Americans.
1: Ah. But uh, you're not about to become the Boston commanders.
2: No. However, however, um, one of the interesting things here is, you know, we have uh, Little Italy. uh, Yes. In North Boston, North area. And they have Columbus Square. Right. And a Columbus Day
1: Parade. And, not and about to rename, and, and the Knights of Columbus as well as an organization. All of those things, yeah, all of those things. So,
2: so yeah, that's a, that's one of those holidays that uh, I find to be a, an interesting one to consider.
1: Uh, but it's but but it appears to be uh, certainly certainly being lessened in terms of its its celebration, and and we are. Very glad to welcome Miss Marianne back. Miss Marianne, welcome. Thank you. It's we want meeting. to know how the
2: vacation went. Yeah, we do. Well,
1: was it good? The Did vacation, the girls have fun?
4: The vacation was delightful, except that <clears throat> on Longboat Key, they have an infestation of no seams. And I have no less than 100 bites on my arms and legs.
1: Oh, no I, I, I don't know how you. I don't. I don't know how you know because they're they're no CMs. So.
4: Yeah. Well, not the bites are not no CMs. I'll tell you that much.
1: <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> where, where did you go for vacation?
4: Um, I, we went to Longboat yeah. Key. It's um, a, a um, beach up near Sarasota, Florida.
2: hmm It's gotcha.
4: nice. It's a nice it is area, I,
2: except for I. Yeah, except for the bugs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. When so <laughs> when I was in Florida one time. I, I got a t-shirt that said I gave blood. In, yeah, there you go. On the keys, you know, down exactly. to the Everglades area. And mm-hmm. I'm telling you, those bites last.
4: They do. Two weeks they, they last, last and they itch last. every night. Mm-hmm. So sh- sure I look like I asking. had the measles. Oof. Yeah. Anyway, sorry, I know so this so on
1: topic. <laughs> Yeah. So Marianne, should we be celebrating Columbus Day?
4: <clears throat> I don't think so. I think I'm with um, Massachusetts. I think it should be Native American Day for sure. I don't think anybody even understands anymore why we celebrate Columbus Day. And that, that's just one holiday that I don't think we should yeah. be celebrating.
1: And we we have our streamer this evening, Mr. Larry Gassman. Hey, Larry. Hey. Have, Are you a Columbus Day celebrator? No.
0: I mean, I we no? got. I think we got the day off when I was working, for instance, but I don't know I don't know of anybody who actually celebrates it. they'll take the day off if their company awards them that, but you know i I like the Native American Day concept because uh, but we don't we don't really celebrate Columbus Day. It's just another sort of holiday that we get off
1: Of course, Brian stole my thunder because one of the things I was going to say was that we we didn't have so far. Um, a holiday in this country that was essentially a Native American holiday. Um and, and and it would be interesting to know what day we ought to we ought we ought to put that on. Should we um, Stan Freeberg we... might
0: say Thanksgiving.
1: Yeah. He might, <laughs> he might. <laughs> or we could uh we could we could celebrate Little Bighorn Day <laughs> <laughs> And and of course we we have uh, our our producer in chief Mr. Rick Moran. Miss Rick, should we do Columbus Day?
2: No, I don't think so, Paul. I, I like the Native American Day approach. Yeah. So that's okay. a nice feel to it.
1: Yeah. I think that's good. Should should we should we actually turn it into a real holiday instead of just a sort of a celebration? Uh, do, do Native Americans deserve a holiday? That uh, I mean, African American folks have two. I think, uh, if you count Juneteenth and Martin Luther King Day. Mm-hmm. Um, Native Americans, should, should we have a, a real holiday where, where folks get time off to celebrate Indians? What do you think, Mr. Bryan?
2: There is no doubt in my mind that we need to accept our history, mm-hmm. which isn't always pretty. Mm-hmm. And under those circumstances, this is one of the things that, well, really matters to me a lot. I never told you about... uh, Did you ever participate in student government, that kind of thing? Yes. Uh, Back in my high school days, I participated in um, what they call it, student senate. I was partially part of the National Forensic League, you know, public speaking contest, that kind of thing. And I did a presentation on what this country would look like if we actually had honored the treaties we wrote with all the Native American tribes uh, in our jurisdiction. And I snuck a book out of our public library to be my illustration, and it was eight inches thick of oh, nothing but treaties. And the end result would have been, we would have all been living on, oh, something like uh, Manhattan, <laughs> you know, yep. really nope. small. Um, anyway, so, yep, I'm a Native American fan when it comes to things. I think another thing that happened to the whole idea of, of holidays is we started to move them for convenience sake holidays appear on mondays to give you a long weekend uh you know there are exceptions to that but um it's a significant part of of our holiday schedule when those things were shifted president's day would be an example of that Mm -hmm. um we do thanksgiving on
1: thursday so most of us can get friday off as well so yeah well
2: (laughs) the other the other part like like You were saying, uh, uh, Larry, you were talking about getting it off as part of your labor contract. Oh, yeah, yeah. Right? And that has caused certain holidays to somehow be uh, codified, you know? It's now part of labor contracts. Yes, yes. It's very difficult to come back from that. Where I used to work at the Carroll Center for the Blind, Mm -hmm. um, We were, we did not get Martin Luther King Day off. In spite of the fact that if you look at the picture of uh, the march uh, in Selma, Mm -hmm. the bridge picture that's so iconic, Father Carroll was in that picture. The very guy that the Carroll Center was founded by.
1: Yep, yep.
2: But it took us five years to get it as... A paid day off. So, yeah, the, you know, these things are all part of that mysterious thing. Plus, since we're such a nation of different religious backgrounds, you know, I should have brought it down with me. In fact, I probably will put myself on mute and go upstairs and grab my little Braille calendar that lists the holidays um, for each month at the bottom of the page. What, who does that one national brotherhood or something like that
1: yeah yep the, yeah. the the in 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 countries like trinidad for instance where where i spent a good deal of my working life 10 or 12 10 or 11 years anyway <clears throat> we we used to, to have a christmas vacation and an easter vacation but we also had um holidays for eid al Futur and um which is, which is a Muslim holiday, and Diwali, which was a Hindu holiday, and um, no school, and, and everybody got, got days off for both of those holidays, which don't exist here. And then, in, you know, it, it, there is an interesting comparison to um, Columbus Day um, it, it, in, in Australia and New Zealand, where in, in Australia there is kind of Australia Day, which is near the end of January, and, and they say it's supposed to celebrate um, Aborigines in, in Australia, but it is significant that it actually occurs on the day that Captain Cook arrived. So it, according to at least a lot of Aborigines there, it really doesn't send the right message because you're celebrating colonialism. so i i guess that it's questions like this that that led me to ask whether whether holidays Mm -hmm. actually bring us together or tear us apart
0: and i don't know what you can do what do you do about commercialism you know it's it seems to be enmeshed in almost all of our holidays now and and even when I was growing up, when I was young, there was still some yep. aspects of it that I think have yep. progressively gotten worse.
1: Yeah, commercialism doesn't have anything to do with Christmas, does it?
3: Oh, never. It's <laughs> another
0: Freeberg song to listen to. Yeah. <laughs> Green Christmas, but absolutely yep. it does, and it's so sad. It, yep. You know, but that's and the same thing with the holidays. When Brian was talking about that, I used to I hated when holidays, in essence, got. Tangled in with a weekend just so that people could take a longer weekend. I, I, I much more enjoyed the holidays on the day that they were supposed to be at.
4: Well, they had more
0: meaning then. Sure right? they did. Sure they did.
1: So the, the largest minority in this country are people with disabilities. But we do not have a disability holiday, that is a, a day that is, that where, where you get time off for disability, should we have a, a holiday on July twenty sixth to celebrate the ADA?
2: Oh, you know, huh, there's reasons for these things. To draw attention to something, right? Mm-hmm. That is frequently not dealt with in other ways. Um, and you know, why Martin Luther King Day? To draw attention so we don't forget the whole civil rights movement, right? That was behind that one, right?
1: But by 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 making it Martin Luther King Day, are, are, are we not at the same time denigrating um, Hispanic heritage, uh, Pacific Islander heritage, Native American heritage, disability heritage, all of which are accepted minorities in our country. But we have two holidays that celebrate one particular minority and no holidays for any of the others. Maybe we need a uh, minority holiday.
2: Wonders, yeah, just I, well, I also day. wonder whether or not saying, saying they don't have a holiday It's not a holiday. It's widely known or celebrated or commemorated in some fashion. For example, July, or me, January 4th is what?
1: Louis Braille Day.
2: Yeah, it's World Braille Day. Yep. Absolutely. Yep. Absolutely. When did anybody other than the blindness community acknowledge the existence of that?
1: Um, I, a year ago, when when the United Nations was forced to do it, Will they continue to do it? Probably only as long as we have somebody like Aubrey Webbs in there. Yeah,
2: <laughs> well, you never know. You never know. Um, I was thinking of also, Larry, you talked about commercialization of things. What in the world? Is it always on our calendar? Valentine's Day. Uh, <laughs> that's true. <laughs> yeah, it's 1,000% commercial. Yeah. And it
4: just makes people who don't have anybody to share it with feel bad.
2: Yeah, there's that too, absolutely. Causes you to buy candy, causes you to buy flowers, (laughs) causes you to buy cards, causes you to buy, buy, buy. Uh, I find that more offensive than the omission of one um, group as a pair. Because I think of Martin mm -hmm. Luther King as the leader of the civil rights movement. I didn't say black civil rights. I didn't say Hispanic civil rights.
1: Right. I but I get what you're saying, Brian, but uh, but but I don't think I'm prepared to buy it. Do you think the
0: intent behind the holiday is really what was in essence most important and then it grew into something else?
1: I I don't think the intent was ever to celebrate civil rights per se because if that was the intent then hispanic folks and disabled folks and other folks whose civil rights are limited would have been invited to participate mm-hmm. and for the most part we have not been and and I have never I don't think I have ever seen except except when I've made you know speeches on Martin Luther King Day which I have a couple of times but I don't think I've ever seen any effort made to include other other folks with, with other civil rights issues in in the Martin Luther King celebration
2: well maybe maybe my community is radically different than everybody else yeah but maybe so there's a real concerted effort to involve all minorities uh, in our Martin Luther King breakfast here in Watertown. That's a good thing. Well, yeah, I've been been invited as a representative from the disabled community. Um, you know, I did, wasn't there to represent everybody, but that's how I got my invitation, was as chair of the Watertown Commission on Disability. Mm-hmm. Um, and by no means was I the only one uh, representing somebody other than, um, I hate. I don't like the phrase African-American because a lot of people trace their lineage to Africa eventually, but um, they think of themselves first as Jamaicans who live in America uh, or uh, for that matter I know a couple of folks from Samoa uh, who are White, dark-skinned, but aren't of African descent, as far as anybody can tell. Sure. Um, so, under those circumstances, uh, maybe it would be better if that day were named Civil Rights Day, uh, so as to encompass
1: more. It would. Cer- it would certainly be 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 less ambivalent. <laughs> yeah. <I laughs> Excuse suppose. me. It might be interesting to ask to ask our folks. Whether whether they think it would be possible to make that kind of change in the in the environment we operate in now, I'm not sure it would.
2: Yeah. Do we have any hands of people who would like to speak out about this? By the way, uh, let me put right next to Saint Valentine, Saint Patrick.
1: Well, no. <laughs> yeah, here I you don't. go. I don't know whether Terry will be with us, but I'm sure she wouldn't want you to be denigrating her St. Patrick, you know. Oh, she'll
0: be with us, I'll bet you. Ah, uh, well,
1: but, but 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 I mean, clearly that's pretty commercial now as well. <laughs> yeah, it's You're right?
2: certainly it is. Yes. Well, you. and it I, promotes a stereotypic yeah. set of ideas. Do you think about so, what sorry To be Irish,
1: I would never say such a thing, sir. <laughs> <laughs> Miss Marianne, do we have any hands?
4: Yes, we do. Deanna, has her hand raised?
1: Miss Deanna.
4: Hey,
1: Deanna. hey Can talk to us to, about whether we should my have a favorite
5: up? men. <laughs> yeah, thank
1: you. Should um, we should we have a Native American holiday, Miss Deanna?
5: Well, I think I was really wanting to talk about Martin Luther King Day and what go for it. Go for it. My employer, my last employer. Um, did was give us the day to do community service and call it a reciprocity day because society has benefited on the backs of so many people that it was important to to serve those people so i worked a day at our local food bank of course they were a little bit overwhelmed when I walked in the door with my little guide dog and said, hi, I'm here to volunteer today. And (laughs) (laughs) they didn't quite know what to do with me. And I said, well, first of all, I just need a corner with a table leg or something where I can post my guide dog and he'll stay Mm -hmm. quietly. And Mm -hmm. then I need to clean my hands and do whatever anyone else is doing. So they brought me first toilet paper mm-hmm. on a big <laughs> trolley thing and said package them in, in four roll packages. And so nice. I quickly yep. did that and then they went, Oh, you're done? <laughs> yes, a blind this person could count to four and put them in mm-hmm. a bag, honestly. That's <laughs> and tie the very, bag up and stock it on another flat. Yep. You know, and so I thought that it was also my opportunity to, to demonstrate that people with disabilities have value to their community. So then I got to package um, things from um, Panero Bread and then things from um, a fish and chips and chicken place, and it was a lot of fun. And um, I, I just everybody around me and said, "Oh yeah, I was in food service once. You know, I owned two. Restaurants and, you know, and yes, my church once did a, a food bank, you know, my husband and I set it up, you know, I just chatted away and kept not allowing myself to be ignored. <laughs> <laughs> so that was my attempt to make an impact about the importance of community service and how it's everybody's responsibility to take those who have got the short end of the stick.
1: I think I think your 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 employer had a great idea. I think that that actually makes a lot of sense. Um, but I'm still going to ask you the question: Should we have a holiday celebrating Native Americans?
5: It would be tricky because there's such a confusion about what we are and who we are.
3: <laughs> yep, I don't. Um, don't I agree with that.
5: It's kind of the same dichotomy that you have when people don't know what to do with us impaired or people who are mobility yep. impaired or mentally mm-hmm. delayed or mentally ill, they don't relate to us, so they either put us up on a pedestal and going, oh, aren't you magical and wonderful, mm-hmm. or they pity us,
3: mm-hmm.
5: and neither extreme really does us any service.
1: But, but would a uh, holiday that focuses on, uh, on Native American issues... On?
5: What would you focus on?
1: The things that are important
5: to us are things that our government never has really looked into, like adequate health care, running water, (laughs) electricity. The same things that any population that lives in isolated areas on land that nobody wanted. (laughs) That's pretty much what our reservations have been. Sure. You know, a change to. It's only when there were world ones in but, but Oklahoma if, that they got any kind right. of standing to stand their ground and be able to make some of the changes they wanted to see in the areas they controlled.
1: But if there was, if there was, I mean, the whole argument in favor of a holiday like Juneteenth is that by. By celebrating when slavery ended, you actually focus attention on an issue and give African American folks, or or what, whatever you wish to call them, Mr. Brian, an opportunity to talk well, about.
5: I think the, if they could that could issue. focus on what our contributions have been to this country, sure. that would be a legitimate thing because sure. a lot of the foods that We've grown here. We taught you how to grow. Sure, A lot mm-hmm. of ecology stems from our understanding of how things work. And a lot of the well, we are the population, despite our smaller size, who contribute the most to the military safety of the United States. Not yep. just the Navajo Code Talkers, but our men tended to enlist because there was no work on the reservations. And yep. it was a way to get some education and some training. Yep. And they yep. felt that, yes, they live here, so they should protect this place that belongs to those of us who were born and raised here. So. That kind of thing, I think, would be beneficial. But sure, not but would, a bunch of people holiday... running around dressing up as if right. they were native when they're not. But,
1: but <laughs> wouldn't the holiday give you an opportunity to focus on some of those issues, which you don't have now? Because it think is so. Only
5: if we could have the control over what it would look like.
1: Yep. Good point. <laughs> good point.
5: If someone else does it, it's like Thanksgiving. We made the mistake of feeding a lot of starving white yep. people.
2: Yeah.
5: And they make it a big holiday but honestly, we were just being humane. That's right. <laughs> and, and see what it got us. Disease.
3: Yeah. And, <laughs> yep. Yep.
5: And genocide. I mean, there yeah. are very few sure. of the people that in Massachusetts that can count their descent, you know, descent from those original tribes people because you did such a good job of wiping them out.
1: <laughs> yep. Got, you, you do have a good point. So, Miss Deanna, should we, should we have a disability holiday?
5: <clears throat> I think if we talked about an equality day, um, that would encompass us all. Because it's not that we're asking for special stuff. We're asking for the right to be the part of our community
1: maybe an inclusion day?
5: That might work because
1: cuz I, I don't think i like equality because i i i don't think there's any such thing really so
5: well there is isn't especially if you have no power to make decisions for yourself right right and that's right. why i went along with my employer's reciprocity yep. day because i made it my day to yep. do what i thought I think, was a good think- thing
1: Yeah, that really is pretty cool. Mr. Brian, you were going to say something, and I interrupted you.
2: Uh, I just remember standing next to Mr. Paul Edwards when doing the Pledge of Allegiance. Oh, no. (laughs) Okay. Uh And Paul is known to say, and justice for some. Correct. I think that's the word you use, right? Injustice
1: it is for some, and and, so, and I've done it since I was a little kid, and and I've refused to change it, and and I won't because and, and I, don't,
2: I don't have a problem.
5: I I agree with you there, on yeah. Paul, but there's also the song that we always had to sing when I was a small child: "My Country Tis of Thee," hmm. and I would. I just thought it ironic because yeah. when I got to that line, land where my fathers died, and I'm going, Yeah, and then the land mm-hmm. of the pilgrim's pride. No, those were the guys that were doing us in
1: <laughs> exactly,
5: <laughs> just made no yep, sense. Yep. So that was one I couldn't get behind and sing. Yeah, I'd, no, like I'd like our national anthem to be changed, to be honest, since we've only had it since the 50s. It's not mm-hmm. that long-standing, and it's a bloody war song. It <laughs> is. I,
3: yeah. It's that some absolutely. really
5: negative yep. things if you have all the verses. Yep. So yep. I would rather have us America the Beautiful or something.
2: Something else. <laughs> I'm with you on that. Yep. Absolutely. Yep. And, of course, you know, the, the tune itself is totally swiped from the British.
5: Yeah. So, I mean, you know, it doesn't... It doesn't no, speak you're you are about, as an American You're talking citizen. about my country,
1: tis of thee, Brian, or are you talking about the star Spangled Banner?
2: Spangled Banner, yeah. Yep, very good. Uh, so yeah, those those are kinds of things that matter. You know, it's always fun to say, if we had to do it over again... Uh,
5: Sometimes you can't undo your mistakes. You can't no. undo it. All you it. can do is acknowledge them, and learn from them. And I don't think we're very good at that learning part.
1: Well, and, and, and I don't think we're very good at the acknowledging part either. I mean, no. there, there is still a pretty substantial number of people in this country who, who, who aren't prepared to acknowledge that injustice has been done to minorities um, across the board, whether we're talking about Native Americans, whether we're talking about Hispanics, whether we're talking about disabled folks, and so on.
5: And they don't even acknowledge that a lot of their democratic principles were practiced by Native Americans.
1: Yes, sure.
5: Including the right to for women to hold prestigious positions and be no leaders. No question.
1: No question. And the same thing, frankly, is true of at least some African civilizations as well. So Yeah.
5: So yeah, we're not, so- you know, you've borrowed a lot of the stuff. And chose to make it yours without acknowledging where you got it from.
1: Yeah, no question. Miss Deanna, thank you so much. We will catch up with you a little later, hopefully, when we talk about White Cane Safety Day. You got it. Thank, thank you. you.
4: Renee has her hand raised.
2: Oh, Brian, you had something hey, No, no. I was, I was just going to say, sitting here with my little calendar on my lap. I have lap. one too. I have one, one as two, well. One, two, three, four, five. Six holidays listed in what month,
4: Paul? In um, what was the question? Six, s- six holidays, holidays in listed in what Which In what month? Which, in what, what month? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. In what month? I can't cheat, um, right?
1: July. No.
4: <laughs> no. May. Don't, I was going to say. April. I, yeah, April. Passover, that's Easter. That's
2: Ramadan. Yeah. Palm Sunday. Good Friday, Good Friday
4: yeah.
2: Passover, yeah. Easter, and they actually show the end of Passover. And they don't show the end of Ramadan, so maybe that's in that's the next in May. Month. That's it's in May. May. I already looked. Yep. It's so May. that's amazing. And here we have a, a, a country that's all about religious freedom. A huge <laughs> part of our background. And in this one month, we have Islam, Christianity and uh, Judaism not not bad for one month to have all of those going but you know when I looked at those and saw things like um, well, earlier well there's Palm Sunday Good but, Friday but when you hear those pa- two Palm Sunday in particular
1: yeah Palm Sunday is not a holiday though and and and, and really neither is Ramadan so
2: well again, I'm
1: talking about there, there's
2: religious events like yeah. Ramadan sure. and Passover. Yes. And then there yes. are religious holidays that have been established as a given date, although there's no real substantive evidence that they actually happened on that day. Christmas and Easter are good examples sure. of that. Yep. Um, so if we can't find evidence for them, we make
1: it up. <laughs> I agree with that. Now, you had talked about someone else who had a hand up. Ms. Yeah. Renee
4: yeah. has her hand up.
6: Hello, everyone. This is Renee Arrington Johnson. Hi.
1: How,
6: How are you doing? So Welcome. Uh, I was listening to the conversation and the discussion uh, about Juneteenth and mm-hmm. Martin Luther King Day. and mm-hmm. the, the comment was made, and correct me if I'm wrong, that uh, people were feeling like they were excluded from Martin Luther King Day. Uh, I only- cer-
1: i certainly implied that. I, I Brian oh. took the opposite view. He said it wasn't true.
6: Well, it's not. <laughs> but I—I um, mm-hmm. I chaired when I lived in Michigan. I chaired a Martin Luther King event. I was on the committee and I chaired it sometimes. But it was actually sponsored in a county that was predominantly white by about 70 mm-hmm. percent by an organization called the Interfaith Center for Racial Justice, which had been around for eons right. ever since the civil rights time. And yep. um and they sponsored it. So the people on the committee were of all different ethnic and and uh, gender and ability backgrounds. I mean, I was the chair part-time, and I was, you know, using a white cane, so I nice. didn't have a problem with it. Um, the people that spoke were from all different backgrounds, the people on the committee from all different backgrounds, and it was at its peak, I think the last couple of years I chaired, we had like 1,400 people attending this event. That's and, excellent. And, and it was, you know, we focused on, on issues, we focused on uh, a thing, you know, when based on what was going on in the world at the time. You know, mm-hmm. one year was the Beloved Community, and that was one of his speeches. And, yep. you know, so it was a very inclusive organization and a very, you know, and then maybe that's one reason why I say it was a very inclusive organization. And the, our biggest complaint was we got no coverage in the press. It's kind of like the press didn't want to admit that a white community had a big MLK event going on, but they'd cover some little event that was going on in Detroit. And so so sometimes I think we always have to remember that there are things going on that you might not see. And the other comment I would make, Mm -hmm. and maybe this is not these people here that are on this, maybe you're just taking the stances, is that as a person with a disability, I don't wait for somebody to invite me. I go ahead and knock on the door and, and make my way in. <laughs> so, sure. if, so if anybody I, wants to be involved in an MLK event, which, by the way, the beneficiaries of the civil rights movement are not Black people necessarily, just Black people. The Women's, the women's Rights Organization um, benefited from it. The uh disability organization benefited from seeing some things that were done and on, on how to approach things. So it you know, if anybody is not paying attention to their history, they might think that it's all about Dr. King, but it's about civil rights and that's rights for everybody. And if you listen to any of the speeches, you'd know that. So sure. You know, so I mean to say it's a black holiday is that. Now the other thing about Juneteenth mm-hmm. is just because people are paying attention to Juneteenth right now does not mean the black people have not been celebrating the freeance. so you know it, y'all late to the party, okay <laughs> it's, it's been going on. it'll go on whether it's a holiday or not.
1: I think that's a good point and 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 I really appreciate your call and and uh, a lot of the things that you said, I think it certainly it certainly has impacted to, at least to a degree. Um, the the way that I've thought about it, and I'm with you. I mean, I, I have attended a lot of Martin Luther King celebrations, um, and 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 I guess my experience um, wasn't in in communities like yours, and wasn't in communities like Brian's, where where there was a lot of inclusion. Um, I, Certainly, certainly, we got a chance to participate in Martin Luther King events, and we got a chance to speak sometimes. And, and, and when we did, we could certainly at least spend a little of our time promoting broader issues. But I, I think that most of the celebrations that I've watched in, in South Florida have, have been pretty narrowly focused, and I think that's kind of a shame. Yeah. But 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 I absolutely hear what you say and really appreciate it.
6: Well, you know, it's I think it's with anything, if you study the words of Dr. King, sure, your focus will not be narrow. Th- if you that's are correct. truly honoring his work, yeah, your focus will not be narrow. But there uh, are some I, people that read the Bible and take it the wrong way. So what can I say? Sure. Yep, <laughs>
1: yep. Yeah. No, I think you're absolutely right. Thank you so much for your call. You've really contributed very well. And I hope you'll You'll call in during other shows and talk about more issues. We we love your perspective. Thank you.
6: Well, thanks for sponsoring this discussion.
2: Mm-hmm. Thank you for being cool. here. We really appreciate it. Yep. A S- trivia question for you, Paul.
1: Yes.
6: What month has
2: no no holidays, national holidays?
1: Uh, August. That's that is right. correct. You got that right. Story and boy, does, does that
2: feel happens. like a dr- like a long drought with. An extra day off
1: from work. Well, and of course, the oh. interesting thing is Britain got got a, a a holiday in August this year. Yes, which uh, which was interesting because they don't normally have one, and they got and they got a holiday in September as well. It was interesting. Any more hands, Miss Yes, we
4: have story William.
1: Ms. Williams or Mr. Williams. Yeah.
7: Don't
1: know. Hi. Hi. So,
7: First of what all, do
2: you think about this whole holiday business? I'm
7: sorry, go that's ahead. That's what I'm about to say, what I think about this whole holiday business. I think it's all, frankly, I think it's all garbage. And the reason I say that is because I feel like holidays are a medicine to a disease that no one actually wants to take a look at the root of, which is discrimination and division. Uh, And I say that because we go all the way back to people want to be proud of their lineage but we're all separating ourselves into different groups of people, different countries. And I understand and respect pride. And I think it's a good thing to know your heritage and remember where you come from and celebrate your ancestors and the great things that have been done. Uh, But to me, it's all just dividing ourselves and we're all humans and we should celebrate things like Giving and caring, and all the things that people do when they volunteer and reciprocity—I think those ought to be holidays. That's, I think that's
1: yeah. I think that's that's a good point. Um, so, should we have things like uh, in in some in some countries where where there are a lot of divisions? So, this is true of of several African countries where there are a fairly large number of tribes that have traditionally found themselves at odds with one another. Um, There are holidays that are celebrated that are called things like national unity day. Would it be a good thing for us in this country to perhaps have a holiday like that?
7: I think that would be good, but also in our current state of world affairs, I think we ought to have holidays for Native Americans, and uh, also include some other religions in there, like Uh um, Eastern religion, Mm -hmm. Eastern religious holidays, and pagan holidays, and all sorts of things, uh, because that's the way the world is right now, and if we're going to go off of the way the world is, then we do need to start including more people.
1: Yeah, and and if we really are a melting pot in this country that includes all of these folks, then we ought to have holidays that 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 at least make an effort to recognize the needs of of all of our populations. Yeah, agreed. Yep. Well, that's excellent. Um, do you think we should have a disability holiday?
7: Of course, because people with disabilities exist. So, yeah. if we're going to celebrate any one type of person or group, we ought we to celebrate them all.
1: Excellent. Thank well, you so much for your months. call. Yep.
2: Well, then, Go there ahead, 12 Brian. 12 months yeah. in the year. How many holidays do you think um, could exist in a 12 month year without the holidays becoming so? Frequent that they're, they just don't rise to the level of public attention. So if you're going to have a holiday celebrating um, Hispanic culture,
7: I don't think it's possible to have. Uh, a certain number of holidays where they don't overlap and it just gets ridiculous because there are so many different types of things to celebrate we have thousands of languages hundreds to thousands of different ethnic groups cultures you know the slightest little difference can create a huge ripple so i don't think it's possible that we could celebrate everything and not have so many holidays that it becomes overwhelming. And I don't think that if we're going to celebrate everyone, uh, that we should exclude anything. So I think the whole thing is going to end up getting ridiculous.
1: There was a calendar in the elevator of the apartment building that I lived in for the last year. And I, I, I asked to be sure, I don't think there is a single day in the year that isn't national something or other day
3: um there
7: is, you can find it online there's a website every single right. day of the national holiday and some of them yep. get kind of funny like national pie day <laughs> national cake day
1: national pancake day was this this very week
7: <laughs> <laughs> yes, yep. they really had national pie day at some point
1: they do the oh, you're absolutely right but but actually they have national. Pi Day, rather than Pie Day. Exactly. I think so. We are supposed
2: to spend that time memorizing as many
1: digits in Pi as you can. Exactly. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Thank you so much for your call. We really appreciate it. Good contribution. Thank you, you
7: guys. Thank you. Uh
1: Take care now, Miss Marriott. Jane,
4: has her hand raised.
1: Miss Jane.
8: I am glad to be here. And what a great conversation. I don't know, do you spend the whole time between times thinking about these things? <laughs> and it shows up. But I want to recommend a couple of books that have had a significant impact uh, in my heart and mind and spirit. Um, one of them is called How the Word Was Past, and it's by Clint Smith. Um, he travels from place to place and institution to institution around our country and makes the point over and over again that had slaves not built them, they wouldn't be here. Um, And I think to me, if I were going to have a holiday, I would, no, wait, I wanna say one other thing. As a young girl, it was my remarkable opportunity along with my twin sister to be at a place where martin luther king was speaking and we got to stand right by him and it was so amazing to us to to get the energy of him and i don't remember the words but i remember the energy and the power and the the, the heartfelt uh, heartfeltness of his message hmm? so if I were going to have holidays I know I, there was one other thing I had this counted out as a teacher uh, and now thoroughly thankfully retired <laughs> well and truly I very often would use sleep shades with adults and it was compelling to see that what they learned most about was communication. They didn't talk about being blind or having sleep sheets on. What they talked about was, how do I find my way around? And they talked a lot more. So, so it was, uh, you never know what you're going to result, uh, what the result will be. Uh Um, I'm not always liking assimilations like that. But if you're willing to be open, you never know what they'll turn up. So if I I were going to have if I were going, and I would use them, but knowing that if I wanted you to learn about being blind, I'd say, come on, lose your vision. And then we'll talk (laughs) about it, you know, skip this stuff. Um, If I were going to have holidays, they would be based around understanding the bigger picture. Why is it that our country is so full of privilege that separates and divides rather than blesses and helps? That would be, and I don't know how you'd name that holiday, (laughs) but that's of concern to me. Um, And I really appreciate days where we can come together and that would be another one We're coming together let's do it together uh-huh. holiday you know um, uh, there are five what i developed and what i call inclusion questions they open conversations and then they let you the ask or shut up and listen and learn one of them is how would you like me to address you today? What would you like me to call you? Another one is, how does this work for you? Another one is, what brings you here today? And another of my favorite life questions is, um, what information, if any, would you like me to help you get or would you like me to give you today about this situation? And, nice. I, al- and I always add the specific time frame mm-hmm.
6: because tomorrow
8: it could change and what yep. you would need tomorrow. So I just want to go and listen, but I really appreciate this. And I'm going to hop back in when we get around to White Canes. Yay.
2: Very <laughs> I good. Have one more, one question for you before you go. You said two books. Did I oh, hear two or did I only yes,
8: hear one? No, you did. Um, The other one is a new book about disability, and and I didn't write down the title. Wait a minute. I'm thinking, um, Paul, I'm going to have to send you, I think it's called Easy Beauty. Um, It's a wonderful um, memoir of a woman who was highly educated and just had to really rock a lot of people's boats. And the book is not about how much of a super achiever she was or an overcomer. It was like, here's what I faced, and here's what I did. So nice. I I agree with some of the comments people have made about you. Just put yourself out there. Don't wait to be asked. Say, hey, wait.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's I think All that's right, true, Miss Jane. Thank you very much, yep. Miss Marianne.
4: Pam has her hand raised. Miss Pam. Oh, my goodness. These are hard acts to follow. <laughs> uh, okay.
9: I, I have very mixed feelings about holidays because once they get commercialized, regardless of what the holiday is, they get commercialized. It pretty much ruins whatever the basic idea was for the holiday, Um, maybe not always, but it frequently does. And then when we started changing holidays just so that some government employees primarily would get a long weekend, well, school kids never got those days off. I went to school on Columbus Day. I went to school on Memorial Day. I went to school on Veterans Day. Uh, Didn't go to school on Labor Day, but uh, a lot of those holidays that, um, oh, and Valentine's Day, of course, never got Valentine's Day on. No. So, um, and, and I think a lot of, so-called holidays really don't uh, don't so much bring us together it's it almost it almost separates us more because you have this one that's uh, Muslim well some of us didn't grow up in the Muslim culture we don't really get it you know we don't Not we don't try, it's just we, it's not part of our culture. And obviously for a, a, I'm sure there are plenty of Muslims or Buddhists or uh, some of those religions whose names I can't even pronounce Uh have a hard time with Christmas um, Uh because it's not part of their culture. So I have very mixed feelings about holidays. Now, should we have a disability holiday? No, I think every every day, uh, those of us in the, quote, disability uh, community, unquote, should be, um, as a previous caller said, step out, make your, or something to this effect, Step out, make yourself known, uh, make yourself available and and serve. Do something for someone Um, rather than having, and and this kind of relates to white pain as well, rather than having a bunch of blind people walking down Main Street with their white canes and snarling up traffic because some people are trying to get to the grocery store on the only day they have off because they're working two, three jobs trying to make ends meet. Mm-hmm. But they're not going to be very happy, and and it almost separates people more than it uh, uh, unites us. So. Uh,
1: so I want to ask you
2: forever. Yeah, yeah, want ahead. to
1: ask you one question about commercialization. And then I'll see if Brian yes. has a question for you. But
2: mm-hmm.
1: can't we can't we affect the way holidays are celebrating by the way that we celebrate them? In other oh, words, if, if if for example we say we don't want Christmas to be commercialized, so we make an agreement oh. within our household, we say we're not gonna buy any Christmas gifts for mm-hmm. each other.
9: Yes, to a point we can, but then probably probably wouldn't work the, with
1: little kids though.
9: No, it wouldn't <laughs> because every time you turn on the TV or the radio, or if anyone, those of us that still listen to the radio, mm-hmm. uh, there are all the commercials. Yeah, and all the all the movies and all the the whatever you know um, about the commercial aspect of things. Um. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, another little minor fly in the ointment, so mm-hmm. to speak, is I live in an area that was very slow to accept Martin Luther King Day. Yes. Now, not that I agree with being slow to accept it, but I live in Alabama. That was the heart of Confederate, the Confederacy. And there are still Confederate generals that are celebrated, one of whom had the same birth date as Martin Luther King. Well, people were trying to celebrate both at the same time, and and it it got very interesting around here. I bet it did. It did. And so that can be a real problem when you have, Three, four, five, half a dozen things being celebrated on the same day, um, and and oh, <laughs> you mentioned National Pie Pi Day. Well, mm-hmm. look at how many people offer promos on March the fourteenth, no less, for pie a free pie when you show up at. <laughs> A certain restaurant, a certain eatery, or a certain store. So, uh, there's just, I mean, we really open up a whole Pandora's box when we start talking about holidays.
1: Ms. Pham, thank you so much for your
9: call. And I don't have the solution. Sorry. (laughs) I wish you did, too. (laughs) We on this program
2: attempt at solutions, but we Mm -hmm. mostly talk about Mm -hmm. What the nature of the issue is, Mm -hmm. in order to better define it and that kind of thing. You were talking about commercializing. There's another thing that we've done to holidays, and that is politicizing
3: Mm -hmm.
2: them. As you were saying, you know, Martin Luther King Day versus uh, the the general from um, the Confederacy. That I'm sure, Robert
9: E. (laughs) Lee. Robert A. Lee.
2: (laughs) <laughs> nothing to do with you know it, it was it was more politicized than it would have been yes. had the two holidays or two days you were celebrating were going to be oh i don't know uh john paul jones and and uh some famous sports figure not the same right not the same oh yeah this could right. be politicized when mm-hmm when you have celebrate Labor Day, Memorial Day, mm-hmm. uh, Independence Day, mm-hmm. uh, Flag Day, mm-hmm. uh, Veterans Day, yeah. who do you see at, at events held on those days? Politicians. Right. Always yes. politicians. Yes. Uh, and here in Boston, if you're a politician and you don't show up for the Patrick's Day Parade, Mm-hmm. Uh, you have dissed a lot of people, <laughs> a mm. lot of them, even those who are not of Irish descent. Still think right? Oh, you're too good for the rest of us.
1: That that may oh, also yeah. be true oh, exactly. of Columbus Day celebrations, right? <laughs> exactly, it is.
2: <laughs> oh boy, it is in the wrong Ms. place at the wrong time. Yep. Yeah. Miss Pam, thank, thank you, you so for calling. Much. Pam, thank
4: you, thank you.
9: Take
2: Great topic.
4: Now. Yep. You too.
1: Miss Marianne?
4: Jane has her hand up again.
2: Hello, Jane.
1: Go ahead, Miss Jane. Mm -hmm. Got about 30 seconds. If we don't have more hands, we'll go on to our second topic.
4: Jane, you just have to unmute.
9: You sent me me the alert again. This is Pam. Mm -hmm. Uh, Whoever was supposed to get it, uh, Mm -hmm. you sent it to me again. So Oops, that sorry. he may not have gotten it.
4: Sorry about that. Hold on.
3: Oh.
1: Suspense. Okay. Which way did they go?
3: Which way I did know, they, they right? go? Hold on. <laughs> Hold
1: on. The trouble is that whenever anybody changes their hand
4: really. position, yeah, she's just gone.
2: So
1: James' uh, hand okay. is gone now. Very good. So we move on to topic number two, Paul. We do. Defined as? Well, White Cane Safety Day is what it's often called, but it's interesting because though we're going to be talking about it as White Cane Safety Day, the fact is that the proclamations that are coming out of the White House now um, don't um, speak to White Cane Safety Day anymore. Um the the White House declarations that come out in October are, are now for National Disability Employment Month. Um, and there are no longer from the White House or from Congress um any proclamations with regard to White Cane Safety Day. Now there generally are in cities and states still. Um and of course, White Cane Safety Day is on October the 15th. But the question really that that I want to explore is has it outlived its usefulness? Or, or is it is it now to the place where it's sending messages that we no longer wish to send? Um, White Cane Safety Day was not developed initially by people who are blind. It was developed by the Lions movement. And they were responsible for starting it up and used it a lot to draw attention to the needs of people who are blind, to the use of white canes, but also perhaps more importantly to, um, to the needs of raising funds to, uh, to serve these folks. So right from the beginning, they saw White Cane Safety Day not as we as blind people see it, um, but but as a way of focusing attention on blindness so that money can be raised to help the blind.
2: That's absolutely correct. Without, without a question, that it was its origin. And still a number of Lions Clubs around the nation and around the world are continuing to sell little white lapel pin like mm-hmm. lapel pins as a fundraiser as a fundraiser and the money that's raised goes primarily to medical research in the issues of vision right very little goes to benefit the blinded directly now i wore a watch i got from alliance club as a kid I my first rail rider I owned was was given to me by the local Lions Club, so it's not that they don't do anything, but uh, I've seen the financial reports and it is like ninety percent
1: for Vision Research. Well, uh, that uh, or what they describe as as blindness prevention, I think.
2: Yes, exactly, exactly. So. To be knights of the blind, and to have—which uh, is quote from
1: Helen Keller—Helen
2: Keller, right? To be knights of the blind, and to have uh, right? uh, ninety percent of your fundraising efforts go to try and prevent blind. You know, I, I don't mind
1: that, but it—it it does kind of feel odd. So, white cane you know, safety day—you celebrate that, of the, something more than they're knights of the not yet blind is what they are
2: (laughs) that's what they are yeah and and now they divide their attention also for those who are deaf as a a secondary kind of activity Uh, so paul do they celebrate white cane day in the state of florida celebrate slash commemorate
1: we we do um Mm -hmm. and actually there probably are 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 more celebrations of White Cane Safety Day in Florida than there are in most states, um, largely because um, Florida has 17 or 18 lighthouses. Um, lighthouses, in effect, uh, all over the state. And a lot of the services that are delivered, particularly to older blind people, are delivered through those lighthouses rather than by the Division of Blind Services at the state level. And so what that means is that um, generally um, consumer organizations such as uh, NFBF and um, the Florida Council of the Blind work in conjunction with these agencies to produce often some some pretty major events. And, and it, it actually has, the, the cooperation has been good in, in some respects because <clears throat> if you've got if you've got agencies as well as consumers at the heart of planning a White Cane Safety Day activity, you're probably much more likely to get participation from government as well.
2: Yes, and here in Massachusetts, we do a White Cane Safety Day, and before the pandemic, it was uh, celebrated. Uh, explained yada yada at a big event at the state house the state legislature Mm -hmm. Um, and the three significant um, consumer groups of blind people in massachusetts the federation the council and blinded veterans all contribute to underwrite the cost of that and the state agency and the not-for-profit Agencies associated with the blind um, do a number of things in support of that day, including mm-hmm. allowing their staff to attend during the workday uh, to help bolster those numbers a bit. But also they frequently are there uh, and showing off what services they provide in terms of OM, uh everything from National Braille Press doing. Orientation, mobility, maps, and, you know, that kind of thing. So it, it does draw the blindness community together in a way that is totally non, uh, contentious within the blindness community in the broadest sense of the words. There have been some pretty, what I would call kind of a guerrilla warfare things that have happened. Um, you know, blindfolding the mayor of, (laughs) Worcester, and having him cross an intersection that we've tried and tried to try to get to have audible traffic signals, that got the press's interest.
1: Now, uh, do you did you uh, get audible traffic signals out of it?
2: Yes, good, because it became a bit politically shameful not to support it. Uh, so, nonetheless. But but what it. kind of what
1: what kind of message does getting politicians to cross the street blindfolded send? Oh, see,
2: you're now going to uh, this whole idea of, of course, having him cross that street under blindfold. One, nobody was going to let him get run over. Um, two. It's a bit sensationalist in order to get media attention to the importance of that issue. No question. Um, I would say, however, that um, trying to get the attention of the media in order to educate the general public about things is one of the hardest things to achieve. Um, And to get them, get it to happen in a way that's truly informative and not uh, misrepresenting the issue, Mm -hmm. that's that's hugely difficult as well. So
1: what are we better off doing? You still haven't answered my question, though. And what kind of message are you sending? Sending a message that
2: audible traffic signals have their place. Uh, They are not
1: a luxury for many they're a matter of of safety, and, and inclusion. I get that. And but what? But 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 are you sending other messages as well? I mean, do you think you're do you think you're sending a message, for example, um, to to this guy who is scared to death now that he's got a blindfold on and he's trying to cross that street? And he's shaking in his boots, and he's not sure he's going to make it. And 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 he is he is he he is forming an opinion of what it quote must be like because I've done it now to be a blind person. Is that is is that an issue or not? If things were as black and white
2: as that sounds, then. Are there going to be? Is he going to change his opinion of blind people in a negative way because of that experience?
1: Well, it depends. What he, you mean or, by or, negative?
2: <laughs> <laughs> right, but but if he thinks that every blind person approaches every street as if they may die today, that certainly is not what the average blind person experiences. No. Um, do they feel? That blind person, that in crossing that intersection, they would be safer if there were an audible traffic signal. No question. Sure. No I, question I, whatsoever. So I guess I will take one step back to get two steps forward. Hmm. Larry, are are you
1: are are you in the same position? Are you minded to to accept that as as, as a fair price to pay? Or Marianne, perhaps.
4: I I will answer your question. Yep. So I think it is. I I can I I I do agree with you, Paul. So the way we handled it was to blindfold the person we were walking across the street, but one of us—I don't remember which one of us—was their sighted guide per se with our cane, and mm-hmm. we crossed the street. And so I think in that case, it kind of probably did a little bit of. Of this probably scared him a little bit, probably made him think, you know, probably did some of what you're talking about. But what our hope was is that um, they're, they're seeing us doing um, what we were doing, that we were capable of, of crossing the street safely, um, negated some of that fear. So that was kind of our thinking about how we handled it.
2: Another are you approach. you dealing with promoting traffic. No, no we, just, signals, no, we were just no, we were just doing a White, white cane, cane
4: Safety Walk yep. mm-hmm. um, down. You know, it was it was uh, the 50th anniversary of mm-hmm. White Cane Safety Day, and we had invited um, poli- you know um, commissioners, and um, we did it as an education. It, for us, yep. it was education.
1: Now, another thing that 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 we did in Miami, and I think it, it was actually pretty effective, but you have to plan for it a lot in advance. Is we got um, we got the media, particularly television channels, to come to intersections where there was a lot of traffic and where blind people might want to cross, and we got them to film um, the number of people who were absolutely breaking the white cane law every minute of the day. Um, And one of the things that that actually accomplished is it made police forces a little bit more willing to reach out and enforce the white cane law when essentially um, their noses, if you like, were being rubbed in the fact that the law was being broken every time you turned around by every second or third car, if not more. So, and by doing that, what
2: was the impact?
1: Well, we I think the impact, at least to a degree, was was to certainly make people aware of what the law is because, I mean, I would argue that that um, 60 or 70% when we started doing white cane safety stuff, say 10, 15 years ago, had no idea what the law was. Um, so we used it to leverage... Two or three things. One was requiring uh, the the state to include questions with regard to the white cane law on every driver's exam. Um, Number two, we did the same
2: thing here in Massachusetts. Yeah,
1: right. Yeah. Number two um, was uh, to uh, require or or to draw attention to and require. That driver education classes in, held in high school had to incorporate white cane laws um, in what they were teaching. And number three, we prepared a single sheet that we that we made enough copies of mm-hmm. so that we could ask uh, individual police departments to incorporate discussion of the white cane law that we that we put on a single sheet. Um, in into the vehicles that were being manned by the folks out of that police station. Um, And and I think all of those things helped to draw attention to a law that is honored in the breach. And and you know, but it hasn't changed the basic reality. And the basic reality is scary. I mean the the fact is that regardless of how much people know about White cane laws. If there is an accident that occurs that involves a blind people, a blind person, hello, mm-hmm. um, it is it is very likely that whoever is investigating that crime is going to try to try to find a way to make it the blind person's fault. So, do you remember John Dashney? Paul? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Uh,
2: and what happened to him?
1: Well, I'm not sure that I know what happened to him. He, a, he was a very famous storyteller from the state of Oregon um, who published several um, children's books, sometimes quite large, with stories that he was very good at telling orally. And um, uh, I, 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 I think we should really have more John Dashney stuff available um, no, no, in no doubt. Accessible formats, but but I don't know what you're referring to in terms of white cane stuff. So. No. Do you know any
2: blind people who died as a result of a traffic accident? I do. Pedestrian. I do too. Yeah. Yeah. I know five that I come come across, and and John was one. Um, but there was also a. There's all so many ways that drivers um, kill people, kill pedestrians. Sure. I mean, we are, we as pedestrians are second class citizens to those behind the wheel. Our whole society is designed around the automobile, um, not the pedestrian. And now I'm getting a little worried because I seen a significant uptick in blind pedestrians being hit by cyclists. As more and more people are using bicycles as a means of lower cost, more healthy transportation, as our infrastructure of roads are being modified to have bike lanes uh, and the like, which totally changed the nature of where you had to be to line yourself up to cross the street and those kind of things. So uh, like I, I think I've probably said in every program we've had in the past month and a half, things are changing. Um, I, I find the more I'm in a multi ethnic made up more of Immigrants, first-generation immigrants, the less likely they are to understand what a white cane is, let alone the law about uh, cars and white
1: cane users. So, so the White Cane Safety Day is important in 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 that at least if we do it right, it gives us a chance to make sure that more people understand that.
2: Yes, absolutely. It's also uh, true that um in post pandemic times um most people are not getting around as much as they did three years ago they're not out on the sidewalks walking as much today as they were three years ago Um, and a lot of blind people who used to take public transportation, are taking paratransit, are taking Uber and Lyft as their means of getting around. So they're walking across those streets less often. All of this changes the dynamic.
1: And and what has the impact of accessible pedestrian signals been on White Cane Safety Day? Exactly. When we talk about
2: Blind people and being safe out in the built environment, then we talk about how much can we do by changing the technology, the engineering of space versus trying to uh, educate
1: people about what it means. Uh, I think one of the questions of- yes? what, what, one of the questions though. That, that, that I guess I, I have is are we getting less and less bang for our buck because of the fact that we are um, creating an expectation in the community? Uh, and that expectation is that there are a bunch of blind people out there who are trying to navigate the streets of our cities as pedestrians. And the truth is that that number – Is And I don't have statistics to prove it. I just have um, a a sense talking to friends that I know and blind people in general. But I think there is a huge decline over the last 20 years in the number of blind people who are operating as pedestrians in in our communities. I would agree. No question. No question in my mind. And part of it
2: is the changing demographic of blind people as, as, as a group, of course. We're getting right. older. We're, we're losing our vision, statistically speaking, later in life. We're talking about a person becoming, you know, the average age was of something like 71 uh, among all blind people. That meant half of them are over 71 years of age. And they didn't grow up as blind people to get there. The vast majority of them are blind as an aspect of aging. So what access did they have for O&M training? How much money is spent on the older
1: blind in Florida
2: versus the employment
1: age? Why? Probably 10%, um, if if that much. mm -hmm. If that much. So that changes
2: things pretty radically Uh, the other aspect of this of course is uh, the grow growing is not the right word i'm looking for the diminishing number of people who are trained to do orientation and mobility Uh, people are or those who are employed as o m instructors have bigger and bigger caseloads Either as an aspect of distance, Uh, I attended the Kansas Association for the Blind and Visually Impaired convention last weekend, and uh, virtually, and uh, one of the O&M instructors had a thirty-six county region. Mm. Now, how much time do you suppose she spends on the road getting to people? to help them learn O and M.
1: No, I I, I get what you're saying. And and I think and I think it's important, but that's you know, it's it's it is it is all part of how we should focus the attention that we devote to making things better for people who are blind. Are are we spending too much effort on White cane Safety Day, that we could actually perhaps more profitably spend doing other things, are we going to, uh, are, or are we reaching the point? And I don't, I don't think I know the answer to this question yet. So we'll, we'll ask other folks to tell us what they think. But are we reaching the point where, where so many people who are blind are are choosing to use? alternative forms of transportation, and so few are are using white canes on the street, um, that we are actually aiming to try to change something that has already gone by and is no longer very relevant to people who are blind anymore.
2: I think that's a serious consideration, absolutely. There's only so many hours in the day. There's only so many hours we're going to get before the media, and therefore before the sighted non-disabled community out there. Uh, And if that's the case, then we have to prioritize our time. Would what? Safety Day be more important than spending that same energy, making sure that police departments are properly educated about the needs of blind citizens in their jurisdiction,
1: uh, you know,
2: yeah,
1: one, one of the matters. things, one of the things that we have have not been able to do, we've passed resolutions at the ACB and the FCB that say that we want statistics of people who are injured in accidents to be collected with regard to folks with disabilities. So far, I don't know of any state who is actually collecting that data and making it available, and and certainly. Our efforts to get it done at the national level have not proved successful, even though we've passed resolutions in the past that encourages this. So part of the reality that we face is at the same time as we're going out and asking for change, we don't have statistics to show what kind of damage is being done. And 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 that's one of the scariest things about blindness services in general. The truth is. That if we are challenged by someone to demonstrate statistically what how how we know that the situation is what we say it is, we don't have the evidence that will enable us to do a good job of covering that. I agree that
2: numbers tell a story. Um, so when it comes to convincing somebody of The truth of some statement or other. Yeah. Blind people can be trained to cross an intersection independently. And safely. Utilizing, yeah, and safely. Utilizing this device called uh, a long white cane. Right. We also, though, have to have some numbers to back up that belief that is simply a belief. It's not a statistically proven fact. Yes, I agree. But do I we agree. have to make everything, do we have to define everything by the collection of numbers? I know that when I've been successful at convincing a lawmaker to do a given thing, it was based almost entirely on personal stories and anecdotal mm-hmm. evidence.
1: Yep. No, I, I don't disagree with you, but here's 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 my issue, Brian. And and the reason that I raised the whole issue of statistics is is that, as I suggested earlier, whenever there is an accident involving blind people, there is an effort to try to find ways of 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 demonstrating that the blind person did something wrong. Um, I I don't. There is. I don't think anybody on this call. Has not had three or four or ten white canes destroyed by cars. Even if we haven't actually been hit, I mean, i I've certainly been, I've certainly been struck by the sides of cars, but I've never been seriously injured. Um, but but I I have certainly lost lots of canes, cars, and I and I don't think there's anybody who is out there doing orientation mobility a fair amount who hasn't. Um, and what that says to me is that I've got all kinds of evidence that, that I'm satisfied with that says that that people are not obeying the law that's, that's been passed but more importantly, um, my telling them that with for the, for the most part it doesn't do me any good because in so many cases the people who are injured or 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 who die or um, or, or who are knocked down, and whether they're hurt or not, um, it's their fault. And, and and we've got to somehow change that if we're going to make any difference. I agree. I, and I the only way to do it I, is with statistics, is what I'm saying.
2: I I, I hear what you're saying. I'm not sure I am I totally buy into it. So no, that's fine. I, by the way, I want to challenge one other thing in, in your discussion. Yes. I don't think there's an active effort to blame the blind guy. I think there's an assumption on those involved in these investigations that somehow or other the fact that this person couldn't see
4: was the problem. To,
2: was the problem.
3: Right.
2: So you're, you're an you're... assumption of that. So they yeah. don't investigate it well enough uh, from that other perspective. Well, if you're I... walking on a, in a crosswalk across a street with a white cane in your hand um, and you die under the wheels of a car. Ah. How can that be anything other than the driver's fault? Well, well, he couldn't see me coming.
1: Well, yeah. you could see him walking. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, that's, you know, that's, it, that's it, but but I cannot tell you how many situations that, that I know of, and you, all of you guys know as well, of situations where, where somebody has clearly been at fault, but there's never, the, I, I don't think, well, aside from anything else, do, do you know what the, 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 the strongest penalty that, that is available for somebody who violates a white cane law? A fine, on a very small one—a misdemeanor, not 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 even a felony, a misdemeanor—and and and and, uh, so virtually anybody is going to be able to is is going to be able to 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 suffer through a misdemeanor. Do do we need to be focusing on making the penalties for violating the White Cane Law greater? Because are police officers ever going to devote much attention to dealing with a charge that can only ever be a misdemeanor?
2: No question. No question. Uh, Again,
1: I've I've always
2: been about how to keep something from happening rather than punishing as a means to achieve change. Yeah, you're you're punishing an individual. You're not punishing society for that. So society doesn't pay attention
1: to but but your problems. You are indirectly punishing every blind person who attempts to walk in the community by the making it clear that that the society doesn't care whether they're safe or not.
2: Yes. I have to tell you, when walking around the streets of Watertown, I have been treated very well. Yes, by fellow pedestrians.
1: Yes, they'll they'll very, they'll very pick well. you up and carry you across the street, Brian. They will. You're <laughs> absolutely <laughs> right. <laughs> if if you let them do whether it, whether
4: you
2: want to go across <laughs> or not.
1: <laughs> exactly, but but again,
2: I would call that. Um, what would they call it, the sin of omission, something like that. Sure. While and, and drivers, yes. I have only once or twice yeah. in in my adult life been treated with an
1: acknowledgement that I need to cross that street. And it's difficult to figure out when. And 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 the trouble is that sometimes People will actually be nice, and we have no way of knowing that they're being nice. We don't know whether they've stopped there so that we can cross or whether they stop stopped there because they're waiting to turn. Yes, yes, odd, that all of
2: that is true. I also yep. think, though, that... that. Um, so we're going to shut up in some a some second what, Yeah, because we, we need to give other, other folks... Take. Yeah, exactly. Yes,
1: I'm sorry.
4: Let's do that now.
1: Yes. Ms. Story,
4: yeah, Story has her hand up.
1: Hi there. Hey there.
7: Hello. So Hi. Just a few things I wanted to say. Uh, you mentioned that there are less and less people with white canes being out as pedestrians and they're mm-hmm. taking uh, all these vehicle type services more and more. I yes. went to the transportation call that occurred recently in the ACB community right and what was mentioned was one of the reasons that we're taking more and more vehicle type services is because it's getting more and more dangerous out there with the cars uh so there are more and more cars out there and they are speeding and they are obeying less and less the laws so it's become more and more dangerous to be a pedestrian, especially on yep, one.
1: Yep, I think you make I think you make a very good point. But it's 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 sort of sad if you think about it that the longer the law exists, uh, the, the more dangerous it is because people ignore the law. Yep, but but I you think, think you do so make a very good point.
2: Yep. Yes, I think it is definitely more dangerous on average across the street this decade than last decade. but More but, cars, quieter cars.
1: Yep. Uh, but the truth is it ought to be better because there are certainly many more accessible pedestrian signals. Whereas the only clues that we had before they came along was listening to traffic.
2: Yes. The more there are, detect- are accessible traffic signals, that should help. I, have you seen any numbers at all on how many intersections are utilized uh, accessible traffic signals? I have not. What per,
1: what percent would you guess? <laughs> not a clue. I I wouldn't say no. it's any more than ten, though.
8: I would say less would than that.
1: I, yeah. I I will be surprised if it's one percent. Yeah. Yep. Be
2: yeah because they only get installed when that intersection's being reworked that's
10: correct
1: in some fashion right that's
2: where the laws and regulations
1: insist under certain circumstances and, and truthfully they they, those. yeah and truthfully they only get installed when when somebody when when somebody puts pressure on them to do it certainly or, or that's certainly. often the case now we, we we have to acknowledge that there are there is a new rule in california that looks like that yes. may change some things um which is exciting and it's a huge yeah, step in the right people. direction was there anything, that anything else yeah anything else that we can help you with or or yeah, should we go yeah, on to the next person
7: a few things my yeah, second one was uh, about statistics and blaming the victim i think yeah. i think maybe they are actually actively out there seeking to blame the victim Blame the blind person, yeah, because that is a societal norm amongst various groups that are trying to protect themselves from harm and things that happen to them. There is an active victim blaming thing out there. Yep. So, and, Good uh, point. Also statistics. I think statistics are important, and and uh, the reason I say that. It's because during that same transit call and transportation Mm -hmm. call, uh, it was mentioned that there was a place that was trying to get the, the light rail shut down because they were saying so much crime was happening because of this light rail and they needed to shut it down. But when you looked deeper at the statistics, they showed that crime had not increased, it had gotten more focused on these areas where there were long, dark tunnels and lights far between. So uh, having the light rail had not increased crime. It just gave criminals darker areas to focus their attention on. And so they used those statistics to fight getting the light rail shut down and to understand the situation better. So statistics are important and we need to have them.
1: And I Excellent. <laughs> Thank you very much for your call. Good point. Thank you. huh. Thank you. Yes, Marianne. Pam has her hand raised. Pam.
9: I'm back.
1: <laughs> <laughs> we see that.
9: Oh, yes. Hey Chucky. Okay.
1: Try, try, try to take oh, about goodness. one minute, Miss Pam, yes, so that we can I will, get to We'll
9: do it quickly. Considering that I live in an area where not only are there no accessible pedestrian signals, people don't even know what they are. Mm-hmm. And <clears throat> some of the streets in my area. Where you would cross the street, there are no traffic signals, period. And so, yeah, I, I would like to be able to walk more to places that I frequent. But if I do that, I'm taking my life in my own hands. Because there are not only are there no audible um, pedestrian signals At at this one intersection, there are no traffic signals anyway except way over on the other couple of, well, it's a confusing situation. There's a traffic signal some distance away, but it serves the opposite side of this major highway. It's literally a highway that goes through my town. And so it's... It's really not safe for pedestrians. Period, whether they're so, blind or sighted.
1: Yep. Yeah. So, what should we do about that, Pam?
9: Well, we we need to. Uh, what I'm hoping to do soon. I learned of a person that I know very, very casually, who is a traffic. Engineer, And I am going to contact that person and tell her about what's going on, what some of the problems are, what, and suggest Good. hopefully a solution. And the thing is, traffic engineers think roundabouts are the greatest things that ever happened on the face of the earth.
3: Yeah, afraid well, for so. for
9: pedestrians, for pedestrians, and especially those of us that are sight impaired, roundabout might as well be a curse word.
1: Yep. So there are there are there are two things that I would say to you, and then mm-hmm. we're probably going to have is, to move on. So the first got one it. is: got it. be sure um, mm-hmm. to recommend to. Yeah. um The traffic engineer that you talk with that he take a look at yeah. ACB's pedestrian safety handbook. Um, it's okay. available on our website and it is very mm-hmm. comprehensive and has all kinds of good information so okay. so that's the that's the first thing and 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 the second thing is um, I think that one of the things that a lot of people who are blind need to do is to become involved in local elements that create transit plans and that make plans for traffic lights. And there are Mm -hmm. uh, entities um, in virtually every county that are mandated by federal laws that you can become Mm -hmm. a part of and and begin to influence those folks. And so I would encourage more people to try to do that.
4: Yeah.
9: Thank
1: you, Ms. Pam. Thank
4: you. Great topic. Yep. Area code
10: 615. Hi, this is Carol. And, you know, you guys that have access to the uh, audible traffic signals have no idea how lucky you are. We have virtually done in Nashville, and I've gone to multiple meetings, and they're just not even interested in putting them in. I don't know whether we'd have to take them to court or what. And I have to tell you, this city has had set a record for pedestrians being hit. and Anytime you hear this on the news, it's like, oh, well, this pedestrian wasn't very visible or, oh, he was walking in the dark or, you know, when he was jaywalking or he was whatever. And always getting blamed. And these are sighted people. And uh, I, I got to tell you, I don't think it's safe to cross streets anymore. I don't do it. I, I have every reason to think that, that most of us blind people have well-founded fear. For mm-hmm. our safety and our lives, and we don't have good mobility instruction either. We know how busy you, you talked that about that earlier, and uh, the, the deck is pretty stacked against us as pedestrians in a lot of the country. I got to tell you,
2: but uh, absolutely true. There's, there's no yep. question in any of that. And let me yep. tell you that that a big part of our problem is we don't know how or where to complain that it Mm will really have an impact Um, Mm -hmm. we talk amongst ourselves about these things but there's not a lot of people showing up at meetings or filling out the complaint forms or whatever associated with these things like you mentioned paul you got to find yourself on an advisory committee you've got to get enough of you together that you can support the idea of filing a injunction against a road project mm-hmm. here in watertown we had a major road project and i was the chair of the commission on disability at the time and our our uh, city ordinance requires that any permits for such a thing must be reviewed and passed on by the commission on disability and so we reviewed them Made sure it was all the on the up and up, and then they started doing the project. And instead of putting um, crosswalks and uh, wheelchair ramps and the like uh, at ninety degrees from one another, half of the intersections were apex. Oh dear! They faced mm-hmm. the center of the intersection. It yes. was up to you to go down that one ramp and then turn. 45 mm-hmm. degrees to the left or 45 degrees to the right. And oh, so yeah. when I saw the first of those go in, I uh, filed a complaint and went to the state regulators that regulate those things. And I had them rip them out. You know, they say, well, it's written in stone. Well, it can be ripped out of there too. But you have to Get yourself in a situation where you right. know what you're talking about and you have the time and energy to follow through on it.
1: There is a, Not I, easy. I, I can't remember the actual name of the organization. But we, I think it's the American Walk Association or something like that. They, they are a, a uh, an entity that it's very good to cooperate with because they are interested in, in increasing pedestrian rights, and that's what we're really asking to do, with regard to O and M stuff like accessible pedestrian signals. Absolutely, absolutely. Thank you, Miss well, Pam, Miss Jerry yep.
4: Pacheco has her hand raised.
1: Miss Jerry, There's
4: Ms. Pacheco, I knew we could come on her. <laughs> I grew up
11: with accidents. What can I tell you? My father was lieutenant in charge of accidents for the town of Arlington. Mm-hmm. Um, I know more about accident reports than I ever wanted to to know. Yep. A um, couple of different things. Number one, I think what we need to be is very careful of groups like Walk, um, that. Walk America and Vision Zero. Vision Zero has it, it gotten very involved in cities and towns all over the country. I just heard a piece by them this morning and they allegedly were so interested in us when they were at convention last year. You know what What one of their recommendations was to everyone on this national broadcast this morning is for pedestrian safety, you need to do everything again to, to create eye contact with the drivers. Mm-hmm. Right. I'm going to work um, on that.
3: Yeah, (laughs) exactly.
11: Um, They just don't get it. As far as accessible pedestrian signals are concerned, what needs to be done is that this organization needs to get a lot more involved in that, maybe a little less in paratransit and other things. And because we have done it in the past. You're asking about numbers uh, earlier on APSs. The state of Maryland has over 1,500, and that's because people like Pat Sheehan, Phil Strong, and Charlie Crawford, and a couple of others worked our tails off to get them installed. In this, well, and in and, this and you had a,
1: a long history that goes all the way back to Debbie Grubb, who worked on that issue as well. That's
11: true. That's yes. true. We, we did. and um, But but the point is that we did it through self-advocate. We did it through organizational it,
1: advocacy. It, it, Exactly. And that's the point that, 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 that I was taking from what you said. Yeah.
3: yeah and
11: that's exactly it, is that if we want something, then we need to go out and get it. And I think that's especially true when it comes to pedestrian safety and pedestrian access.
3: Mm-hmm.
11: We've seen at the same time, we do need to do, um, I think we need to do a lot of public safety, whether it's police, fire, whoever, um, education. Uh, yep. Not just filing complaints, but education. We have a friend that we all know who got hit by a car uh, a few years back now. Um, the woman who was driving told him that she was putting on her makeup. And the yep. police yep. and the police would not press charges because he was because he was visually impaired. he was a partial. Yep. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And we won't even and, get and- into the story of the Evensons, a couple, but three blocks exactly. from where I live, yeah. were killed, two people and a guide dog were killed instantly because somebody uh, shot around a bus to on a rainy night and hit the three of them and were killed instantly. Uh, and, and the penalty for that was $40. And those are the kinds of stories that we have to use in order to get yep. our, in, in order to improve our, our
1: yep. access to the streets. mr Terry, yeah, thank you so that's much. My,
11: that's my rant
10: for the night. Thank, <laughs> thank you, you,
1: Terry, for calling. We
2: appreciate. We have it. a member in
10: Tennessee that was hit by a drunk driver who's partially sighted, uh, killed his dog, which was a pet dog, but still, uh, he is now totally blind, has hearing loss, lost. And traumatic brain injury.
1: Yeah, so. it, it, there's no question it's scary. Miss Carol, thank you so much for your call. Miss Marianne, do we have anybody else?
4: Um, you have Story has her hand
7: up.
1: Go ahead.
4: And that's the last time. I
7: remember my third point was to answer your question about whether White Cane Safety Day was going out of style. And yep. I think that it may be a case where we have to change the focus of what we're educating the public about Mm -hmm. because I went to the hospital the other day and was getting shown where the lab was by one of the, um, desk, the front desk info workers. Uh,
3: And mm -hmm.
7: I was walking beside him with my cane and he grabbed it (laughs) and he told me that he grabbed my cane because it was about to hit somebody. And I told him the job of the cane is to detect obstacles so that I don't
1: hit somebody. Yeah. Yeah. It makes Oops, sense. Oops. Very good. So Oops. Mr. Brian's summarizing the white cane issue. Are, have we, Have we, has it outlived its usefulness? Does it need to be substantially changed? Where are we with this white cane safety day stuff? I
2: I think it needs to be
1: redesigned.
2: And something we didn't mention here today is the plight of the guide dog user Mm -hmm. in the same situation. Ought it to be a white cane day or a mobility day? And I'm not trying to coin the phrase, but guide dog users. You just heard about people getting killed along with their guide dog. So, to me, that's one of the changes that need to be made. Life changes around us. We've got to change yeah. how we use these things to make but them I, I, continue to I'm be. I'm not relevant. sure.
1: I'm not sure. I get what change you were talking about. Then what? What? What was the change?
2: What kind of change? I I think, for example, that um, we ought to focus not just uh, with the idea that we're going to educate the public about what the white cane law is about, but to educate the public that blind people are social people, they're employed people, they're Mm -hmm. students, and they need to get around our community as much as as anybody else. And one of the ways we do that is through the use of the white cane. So keep an eye out. But know, th- part of it's public education. But I have to tell you, I have so much lost faith in public education. Yeah. Uh, you could, you educate, then you have to re-educate, then you gotta remind them that you educated them about this thing before. And in one air, and without too much time going by, it's out the other.
1: And I and I think one of the other issues, and and, and maybe we can mention this, then I'm gonna ask um Marianne and Larry and Rick, what, what, if they have final thoughts, but the, the last thing that I wanted perhaps to add that, that we haven't really talked about is every one of the 50 states has white cane laws that actually give blind people rights, but how many of us are actually standing up and demanding that those rights be observed by the communities in which we operate and live? I think one of the things that blind people have a tendency to do is, is not to recognize that there are laws that are intended to protect us. And instead, what we tend to do is we think it's our responsibility to educate. The truth is, it's our responsibility to ask that the laws that have been passed by our legislatures be enforced. Uh, Mr. Lair, any final thoughts?
0: No, uh, only that I'm learning a lot, that's especially about the latter topic. The topic for the holidays, I, I have some misgivings about where we've come and how we're <laughs> doing it. But, but I've learned a lot about White Cane Safety Day. It's a, in essence, I'm, I'm not excited about it because I think it's changed from what it may have been originally intended. But yep, we yep. continue. I, on. I,
1: I think it did a lot of good to begin with. It I, did. I, I, yes, I don't it think, did. At, yeah, I don't think any of us would question that. Miss Marion, what's your thoughts?
4: I don't have a lot of thoughts uh, except to agree with you. Your last comment is very poignant. And and it it's not just about the white cane safety law. I think blind people in general accept their lot rather than you know, it goes for paratransit. We have paratransit systems that try to um, work outside the what the ADA allows. And I know so many people who just say, okay, uh, you know, we have a, a system that says, well, we, we can't take you today because it's not a, a priority trip. And so many people just say, okay, and, and move on rather than say no that's not within the law. And and so, I, I agree with you. I think that we we need to do a lot more about standing up for ourselves rather than um, just accepting that it's okay to, yeah. to break the law.
1: Excellent. And Rick, I know you've had trouble sort of jumping in and out, but any final thoughts from you in the 30, 40 seconds? Nope. So, I, I, I think I think that one of the things that I would urge everybody to take from our discussion of White Cane Safety Day is that the issue is is much more complex and much less cut and dried um, than we're often led to believe that it is. I think there is a lot we can do with White Cane Safety Day that can make things better for those of us who are blind or visually impaired and for the rest of society as well. But this will only happen if we're prepared to work effectively and continuously um, to, to work to change the way that the laws are perceived both by our society and by blind people themselves. That's been our Tuesday topics for this evening. I want to thank everyone for being here. We'll see you next week and check tomorrow to see what we're talking about. Good
3: night.